0: Welcome, everyone, to the September 20th Father, Son, and Holy Sport NFL show. I'm G-Man. That there is T-Money. Hey, bringing a great show to you here today. It all kicks off this week in the NFL on Thursday night, T-Money. Thursday night, we got the Giants at the 49ers. 49ers now up to 10-point favorites. I just saw this morning. It was nine yesterday. Now it's 10 49ers at home, team money. We got some different things happening around the league with these running backs. And one of them is in this game. Saquon's out. Uh, well, he may be out. Dayball is going of, you know, leaving it open still, but I think he's out. Of course, we've got Chubb out for the season, which team team money, the Giants or the Browns uh, do you think are in more trouble? Well, clearly
1: it's the Browns uh you know it's clearly clearly the browns here that deshaun looks horrible uh chubb was basically their entire offense dayball seems to be a much better coach um and just you know the, the browns seem to do browns things and i just don't trust them as an organization so yeah i know saquon's great but i trust dayball they got some other pieces there uh You know, I think Saquon is a more vital part of that team, but with how bad Deshaun's playing, I think the Giants can tread water in the NFC versus the Browns in the AFC. Wow,
0: yeah, well, uh, I don't know if I totally agree with that. Hey, Giants are struggling even with Saquon. You know, without him, they become a passing team, and Jones is going to have to run more. So uh, this would be, I mean, the Giants are in trouble either way. The way I I see these guys playing, they're and one Great, great comeback, Giants. Great comeback. Uh, Saquon, man, going for the goal line. Nice. But they're having trouble. Uh, My biggest concern with the Browns, I think the Browns can move the ball. Even without Chubb. I think they have the offensive line and the offensive weapons, and and they can plug someone in running back. We'll see who it's going to be. My biggest concern is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, When is he going to step up, man? I think he's the biggest concern. The Browns, I think, will keep going. The Giants are struggling. Uh, I think the Browns are going to be okay even without Chuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like the Browns still have a decent offense, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It's Deshaun Watson I'm more concerned about. And yeah. you know, you take Christian McCaffrey off a team and you replace him with Jerome Ford, who I love, Cincinnati Bearcat baby, it's not the same. You take Derrick Henry, you pl- replace him with Jerome Ford, Nick Chubb, I personally thought was the best running back in the league, to replace anyone that's the best in the league with a replacement backup is going to hurt. And so like Saquon hey, Brown still is, had 200 yards rushing I, I with know. Jerome Ford I I understand that. But the other thing to remember here is the Browns play in the AFC in a much harder division. And the Giants are in the AFC, which is much easier. And Saquon's only out a few weeks, maybe one tops. So the Browns are in a much more dire position here. And Deshaun just looks horrible. But let's move. I I want to move on to a different team here. Okay. And ask you about. uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, all right? Starting out 0-2, looking rough. Offense seems a little different um, with Bill O'Brien there, but now that they're 0-2, what do these Patriots have to do to get to 2-2? What What do you think they need to do to get back to 500 and make salvage this season?
0: Well, first of all, you and I both projected this team to finish last in the AFC East, so... There's no surprise here that they lost their first two games. The good news is in those two games, they only lost by five to the Eagles and seven to the Dolphins. Two of the better teams. They have the defense to compete. They just don't have the firepower on offense. Uh, You know, Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien, they're doing well together, I think, better than in the past there. They've got a little more uh, relationship than in the past, and I think it's working better. But last year they finished ninth in the AFC, two spots out of the playoffs. The Jets finished 10th right behind them. I see the Patriots going in this weekend, knocking off the Jets. They'll stay in front of the Jets with that win. Patriots right here get the victory this
1: weekend. Okay, well, let's that's not- their start. That's where that, they start. It's a great start, but you're playing Zach Wilson. I could win versus Zach Wilson. So let's not uh, act, like, uh, let's uh, not act uh, like we're doing anything special here. The next challenge is going to come the next week versus the Cowboys. All right. That's going to be a tough one. That defense is a beast. But before we get to that, I do think they can get to three and three because then they play the Saints and the Patriots, right, Or then then the Raiders. I think they can get to three and three. I do think the offense needs to clean some stuff up. They just look stale. They actually are horrible in the first quarter. Horrible. Max passer ratings like 50, their turnover differential, their points score differential, all of those are in the negatives. And then quarters two through four, they have a positive score differential, positive turnover differential, max passer ratings like 90 or 100. It, it, they get so much better. I don't know what's happening in that first quarter, but they got to clean up the beginning of the game and stop making mistakes early. i think I think this team is one elite wide receiver away from a pretty decent team personally. i mean if yeah. i could if I could add Mike Evans to this team, I think that would be phenomenal, right? That would be a guy I'd look for to trade in, who is supposedly on the trade block to begin the season. So something like that could really spark this team. Michael Thomas, just some guy that can go to contested catches, you know, can be an alpha number one there, instead of relying on Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker as your elite weapons on the outside. Juju's already a bust at that contract they signed as well. But I yeah. I think this team can get to three and three. They're going to end up one and uh they're gonna end up one and three to start because they play the Cowboys after the Jets, but they can get to three and three. They just clean some stuff up in the beginning of these games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they now have because they're 0-2, they now have to win 10 out of their next 15, really, to make the playoffs. And yeah. You know, they got to take it one game at a time. They can do it this weekend versus the Jets. I believe last year they were two and zero versus the Jets. They beat them on the road, they beat them at home, and they were low scoring games. And I think they go and do it again. Yeah. Hey, before we jump to the next topic, hey, shout out to our sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to blueteesgolf.com, pick up some golf products, enter our coupon code FSHS, get a 10% discount on your order. Go to blueteesgolf.com. Hey, T Money, let's move on here to the NFC. Let's go over to that West. We got the Rams causing some havoc out there. Yeah. What do you think about Puka? Does he end the
1: year as the Rams' best receiver? Oh, man, that's a spicy, spicy take here. Uh, Supposedly this guy had one of the best grades coming out of college. He just got injured. Um, He never really flashed elite uh, testing scores, you know, as in, like, you know, broad jump and how high he could jump, how fast he was. He never really jumped off the page athletically but this guy is clearly a beast and Stafford's feeding him. He's breaking records. Look, I love this Puka kid. I think he's good. I also think no one has any tape on him. I think Cooper cup comes back and this guy is not going to be the number one Cooper cup won the triple crown. This guy's not going to do that, right? This guy's not Cooper cup. Cooper cups paid like one of the best receivers in the league because he is. And so When he comes back, Puka will take a back seat. Um, But I do like it. He's trending in the right direction. It's only two weeks. I try not to get too, too high on these rookies quickly because this could be a flash in the pan before you know it. Um, But, yeah, good for Puka. I I don't know why I'm not totally sold on this kid yet, Um, but we'll see. He's definitely not going to beat out Cooper Cup as the best receiver, though. That's that's just not going to happen. That is right. I'm glad to hear you say that, T-Money. He's
0: not passing Cooper Cup. No way he passes Cooper Cup. But I love him. I do love Puka. But he's got a long way to go to supplant my man, Coop Cup, baby. Puka's lead. Puka's got all kinds of stats. You can look at advanced metrics, regular metrics. The guy's getting the targets. Stafford, look at Stafford out there. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah. That's now he's come real back. Story. He looks young again. And yeah. he is firing the ball at Puka. But he's got Puka's got 26 catchable targets in two games. He was targeted 35, 26 of them catchable targets. That's a new stat. People are looking at the catchable targets. Justin Jefferson has 20. Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs have 17. Puka, 26 catchable targets he dropped one. This guy is getting the targets. He's tough to bring down. Yeah. Yards goal. after catch. 99 yards after the catch. The only guy ahead of him is Justin Jefferson. This guy is just, uh, sorry, 6.7. yard, 99 yards after the catch. Justin Jefferson 105. Sorry. But he's ahead of Tyree Kill. He's ahead of Stephon Diggs. These other receivers in terms of yards after the catch. The yak. Man, He's got. he's tough to bring down. I saw the 49ers were Two two, and three guys on top of him, they couldn't get him down. Tough yeah. guy. Uh, so, yeah, like him a lot. As a whole, the offense attempted just two passes, though, over 15 air yards. Both were complete uh, to some of the other receivers. But uh, Pook is getting the big ones.
1: Yeah, hey, Let's hey, move
0: on to, yeah. uh, hey, next game, Monday night, uh, we got the Rams at the Bengals. Is that correct on Monday night? Yes, sir. Right here. Yeah. So, so I'm looking at the line here. I got one and a half Bengals yeah. favored. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, the Rams are okay. Let's not act like they're world beaters just because Puka's there. So, ah, if they play ah, well, ah, it's at home. Ah, you know, ah, that means the Rams would be favored if they were at home. But that line basically, it's basically a pick 'em. So, not shocking. All right. But, hey, I want to ask you about uh, the Cowboys' defense here. They have just been utterly dominant, uh, just killing it. But can this Cowboys' defense continue to dominate like this for the rest of the season?
0: Well, yes, and the defense is unbelievable. They have to stay healthy. They're in the top four. If you look at the defenses, Cleveland, Dallas, New Orleans, San Francisco, maybe the Jets are in there. They've shown a little kink in their armor, though. But let's wink out the Jets if you want. But there, Dallas is in there. You, depending on the metric you look at, they're number one, number two, and almost all the metrics. So they've come out of the gates. The to win, they need Dak to pick it up. Dak's the key to this team becoming great, uh, and w- especially to win the NFC East, which they need to do to get the home field advantage. They've got to win that NFC East. They cannot let Philly win it, man. You cannot. And that's going to take Dak to do better. Dak's uh, completion rate is six in the NFL. Passer rating is 16th, though, 92 yards per attempt, not even in the top 20. 6.4 yards per attempt. Two is number one at 9.5. So... He's not getting the ball down the field either because he's choosing to show a throw or he's under pressure. He is under pressure. He's throwing it quick, but I think that he needs to improve in order for them to win that NFC East.
1: Yeah, Um, I agree with you. Dak is really the key cog in this. But specifically on the defense, I think that Giants game was one of those games where like everything just gets out of hand, like. And Daniel Jones is trying to make up for 20-point deficit on one play. And, you know, that's when things get out of hand and you make costly turnovers. And it was just, they were already so deep, you know, in that hole. Climbing out of it is so hard. And it just seems to snowball. So I don't really look at it like their defense was insanely dominant versus the Giants. And the Jets, like, come on, Zach Wilson threw three picks. Shocker. You know, like he's going to do that this week versus the Patriots. So I don't want to hear anything about dominant defense. I think the Cowboys got to be careful here because I feel like everyone's going to get on this team and get on this bandwagon. When you start with Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, then you go to Arizona, play Joshua Dobbs, and then New England, and you play Mac Jones. The first four games are going to look awesome. You don't play an elite talent at quarterback. All right. Then, then, then it gets hard. You play San Francisco, the Chargers, the Rams, Philly, all right? That's going to be a tough stretch. You finish the season, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, Philly, Seattle, Washington, and then Washington again. Like, that's going to be a tough, tough out towards the end of the season. I think they're looking at this the wrong way, and everyone's getting a little ahead of their skis here, all right? I think this defense is one of the best in the NFL. I think Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in the NFL. But come talk to me when you play an elite offense. This is the same thing that happened to Philadelphia last year. Everyone thought this defense was dominant. But anytime they played an elite quarterback, they got shredded and it ended up biting them in the ass in the Super Bowl. So, same thing here. Pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see how you play versus the big boys. Cowboys uh, always beat up on the little guys. That's what they're known for. They win 10 games. Everyone thinks they're hot stuff. And then they fold in the playoffs because they don't know how to play versus the big boys. Pump the brakes a little bit. T Money calling out the Cowboys.
0: Oh man, it's it's great. Hey, it's Wednesday here. We're recording on Wednesday. T Money fired up on a hump day here. Come on. We got the game starting tomorrow, and we've got everything for you here. Hey, uh, just to point out, Dallas leads the in sacks. Their sacks are unbelievable. Washington and Dallas tied for the NFL lead in sacks. Both have 10. How about points per game? They've given up five points a game. The second place is the Browns at 14. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, T-Money's right, man. They've played some easier teams. But, man, looking good so far. How about a shout-out to those commanders, though, man? They started 2-0. Yeah. That NFC East has three teams that are 2-0. Cowboys, Eagles, yeah, you thought you thought that. But also the Commanders at 2-0. Commanders got Buffalo this week. They're a dog at home. Buffalo coming in. Hey, T Money, let's go on to coaches, man. Let's talk about some of the coaches. We've got a bunch of teams here who have started 0-2, both in the NFC and the AFC. Which coach, T Money? is most likely to be fired first this year
1: oh man that's a good question uh there's a lot of teams that are 0 and two that i'm not too too concerned with but there's one team that's got to be thinking we got to move on from this guy and that's the chargers all right brandon staley has to go He's brought in for his defensive acumen, and this guy gives up more fourth-quarter leads than anyone I've ever seen in my life, all right? Justin Herbert seems to be doing everything in his power to play well, averaging 30 points a game. This team can't stop anyone. What does Brandon Staley do? Go for it on fourth down? Is that all he's known for? Because I'm over this guy. Chargers have an elite offense They have pieces everywhere on defense. They have Bosa and Khalil Mack, all these guys. And they can't stop anyone. I'm sick of Brandon Staley. Get him out of here. He's got to be the first one fired. If they lose a few more and they're one and four, like this has got to be over. This experiment has failed. Get someone in there, offensive-minded head coach to groom Justin Herbert and then bring in a decent defensive coordinator. Clearly, this guy's trash.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. That's my number one choice, too. I would if I had to pick one Yeah, the AFC, you know, the Chargers are one of five teams in the AFC that are 0-2. The Chargers fall to the Titans in overtime. Oh, my gosh, that hurt so bad. Yeah. They should have won that game. Dating back to last season, now Staley's Chargers have lost four straight games by a combined nine points. They're losing the close games. He needs to prove he can do this, and he's not proving it. Yeah. You know, his regular season record's only 19 and 17. You think about him not doing well, you know, in crunch time or in the playoffs. You know, we think about that playoff game against the Jags last year when they lost, but he hasn't been that good in the regular season either. Yeah, now, This team's in trouble. I agree with you. The other team, I would say we talked about last week. I'm not going to get into it. Go back to our tape from last week, but in the NFC, the – our biggest complaint I have is with Chicago, the coaching staff. Oh, just came. Eberflus just came in though in 2022, so he's not going to get fired. And the GM's part of the problem, so they're not going to fire Eberflus. Yeah. But in terms of coaching staff, they're the ones doing the worst job. Yeah, the NFC.
1: I agree with you that Chicago's team has to go. Everything clear. What now. a
0: disappointment.
1: Uh, let me do uh, just piggyback off that. I do think the other. Coordinator, I think, needs to go is Matt Canada with the Steelers. That offense is inept. It looks horrible. It looks like it's gotten worse. They have no juice anywhere, and they have dudes everywhere. Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Fryermouth, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. They have guys everywhere. And Matt Canada looks like hot garbage so badly that the same guy, the same Steelers fans that clapped for Nick Chubb, an opponent as he's being carted off. Classy team is chanting fire Canada in the middle of the game that they're eventually going to win because their defense outscores their offense. This team has school scored the least amount of offensive points in the NFL. And Matt Canada is the main reason he's got to go. He's got to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I got you there. I got you. Uh, and I'm in agreement with you. Hey, the Chargers gear up for week three. Going back to the Chargers now. On the road against Minnesota. They're at Minnesota. It's a pick him game right now. Chargers, Vikings. Then they return home to face the Raiders. Week five's a bye. So he better not be, I'm talking about Staley now, 0-4 when he hits that bye week. He needs to knock off the Vikings. Come on, Staley. Pick it up, baby. We're calling you out on yep. father-son sports. Get out there and beat the Vikings. Hey, let's move on to big bets. Hey, on the meantime, hey, y'all do us a favor. Press that like and subscribe. We're going to now give you some of our big bets coming up for the week. So shifting gears here, give you a quick trend here, everybody. Through two weeks in the NFL, the road teams are cashing in team money. 63% of the wins are the road teams, and they've won outright 19 and 13. So the home field advantage through two weeks, not really showing it to, to us yet. So think about that when you make your picks. We're going to give you two picks here, everybody. Our lock pick of the week, and then our dog lock, our best underdog play that w- may be able to win outright. Father-son sports is 8-4 and four this year, 67% against the spread. We're giving you, man. This is our team picks and our player props you are cashing in if you're following our advice, man. Let's go to our lock pick of the week. T-Money, what do you got?
1: Yeah, um, I have my first one as the Lions minus four versus the Falcons, all right? Oh, okay. They are at home, and Desmond Ritter, although he's been great, is not great on the road, all right? And... They're going to Detroit. Detroit's coming off a grueling loss to Seattle. They're going to be hungry. The Falcons haven't looked that great. They've just played some crappy teams, it seems like. Bijan looks incredible, but Falcons overall look all right. Four and a half here. I think the Lions are going to blow them out. I think the Lions are going to blow these guys out and force the Falcons to throw and that's where Desmond Ritter might get in a little trouble. So give me the lions minus four and a half versus the Falcons.
0: Hey, I'm going to give you a better line than that. I just looking out this morning, Detroit minus three, the line is coming down. Okay. We'll give you, we'll give you Detroit minus three on that one. I'll take that too. There, there you go, man. That's, that's a nice news there. It's coming in your direction. If you like Detroit, that's great. Hey, I'm going to go to Levi stadium in Santa Clara Close to where T-Money's old stomping grounds were in SF. Got San Fran versus the Giants with no Saquon. SF favored by 10 tomorrow night. But I'm going with it, man. Whoa. I'm still choosing it. I'm still choosing the 49ers. They're 13-2 against the spread in their last 15 home games. Since 2021, they've done 14-1 straight up. And 10 of the 14 were decided, T-Money, by more than 14 points. Give me the 49ers and McCaffrey, minus 10 tomorrow night for my lock pick of the week. And T-Money, I know it's Thursday night, so for those of you who did not watch this video in time, I'm going to give you a second pick, okay? And that's this team right here. They're going to go in and get the Jets. New England, minus three. I I love the money line. But I would buy this thing down to two and a half because it could be a field goal at the end. You know, the way Belichick plays, he may kick that field goal with folk to win the game. So buy that thing down to two and a half. The Patriots have won 14 straight games against the Jets. Nine of the wins in the 14-game streak were by double digits. Zach Wilson's thrown seven interceptions and has a 50 QB rating in four games against the Patriots. Go with those Patriots, baby, to bring home the bacon. T-Money, what do you got for the dog lock?
1: All right, all right. My dog lock pick of the week here. I'm going Commanders, plus seven versus the Bills, all right? Commanders are at home. They look pretty good right now, all right? They just p- scored 35 points on a supposed pretty good defense at Denver, all right? Sam Howell's playing well. He was... Uh, 300 yards and two TDs no picks yeah Brian Robinson Jr. is taking over that backfield uh, the commanders look like they're going to be a legit team here and the bills have looked shaky again everyone beats up on the Raiders on the Jets you know I just this is a well-run team with Ron Rivera and the commanders that's a lot of points for at home so Give me plus seven. Commanders versus the Bills. I think they could win this thing outright versus these guys. Oh, my God. Big call by
0: T-Money there. Hey, I'm going for my dog lock to Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. Houston's getting nine and a half versus the Jags, man. I think that's too much. It's Sunday at one. The line started at seven, went to 10, and now is back down. Actually, it's the nine and a half. It's still a nine and a half. Was it was at nine last night uh jacksonville though is one in ten against the spread in its last 11 games as home favorite they don't play well as a home favorite the houston texans have had on the other end success on the road against jacksonville they've been six and one straight up against jacksonville in their last seven games as a road underdog so cj stroud i think T money has been impressive he will continue. He's thrown for 626 yards in two games. He still does not have an interception. I think, he, I think he goes in there. Houston goes in, and they get close to getting the victory. I'll take All the nine
1: right. points. Yeah, take them. Take them. All right. I like it, G. I like it, G. And let's move on to the best part of bets here, G-Man's player prop of the week. What do you got, G? I'm
0: glad that you love that. I'm glad that you love that. Hey, last week we hit uh, on two out of three. Of our prop bets. So got two prop bets for you here, Team Money. Dak Prescott, over 0.5 interceptions in Arizona. I think he's going to throw a pick. Last year, Dak finished with 15 interceptions in his 12 games that he played. He was the worst in the NFL at that. He has no picks this year. Two games, no picks. I'm going to play the odds here. Dak throws a pick, goes over 0.5 interceptions on this one. Hey, the second prop I got for you, Minnesota receiver, Jordan Addison, over 45 receiving yards. This should be a high scoring game with the Chargers. Sunday yeah. at one o'clock. Addison, the last two weeks, over 60 yards receiving both games. I like this one, over 45 for Addison. All right. All right. I okay. like it, G. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. I'm glad you like that. Team money Let's go to fantasy, okay? All you fantasy managers, let's talk some fantasies. Let's. Talk some DFS and get you ready to win in week three. And keep in mind, we're recording the shows on Wednesday, so a lot can change by Sunday. We're giving you our best. Let's kick things off with hot and cold. G-Man trying to give you starters that I think are going to have a big week or players who are cheaper on DFS, like you could snap into your DFS lineups. T-Money giving you cold starters, you better put them on your bench or they're going to break your heart. I'm going to start off, T-Money, with my hot quarterback. I'm going with the guy just talked about. C.J. Stroud against Jacksonville. Stroud's 384 yards were second most by a player age 21 or younger since 1970. He had the second most passing yards by a Texans rookie in franchise history. He's going to be a QB1 this week, T-Money. He's going to be a QB1. Look out for C.J. Stroud. He's the start. Only going for 5300 bucks on Drive Kings. I'm going to grab that so I can get some more expensive players. He's my hot pick of the
1: week. All right. I like it. Yeah, they're letting him throw there. Uh, that's why I see you snagged him on your team there, G-Man, on your bench. I see that. Uh, He's hey, throwing let me... 40 times a game. Over 40 throws a game. I know. I'll take it. I'll take it. My cold QB of the week, though. Justin Fields, all right? Justin Fields projected 18.7 versus the Chiefs, all right? It's time to move on from Justin Fields, everybody. And I'm not just talking in fantasy. I'm not just talking in fantasy. It looks like Chicago needs to do the same thing. He's been under 15 in the past two weeks in a row. And he goes up the next few weeks against Kansas City, Denver and Washington, three really good defenses. Kansas City might have a top five defense right now. They're not allowing more than, I think, 10 points a game on the offensive side. Remember, the Lions scored a defensive touchdown in that game they won. So they are a really good defense with Chris Jones back. Uh, I think Justin Fields is an under this week, and you might want to drop him altogether or try to trade him if you can.
0: Man, that really hurts. And I agree with you on that Kansas City defense, man. They shut down Jacksonville. Killed my DFS lineup last week. I went with Jacksonville. I thought Jacksonville would be able to score, but Kansas City shut them down. You're right, T-Money. That defense is amazing. Yeah. Hey, my running back this week, my hot running back, I'm going with Raheem Mostert from the Dolphins against the Broncos. Mostert carried the ball 18 times for 121 yards, had two touchdowns, caught a pass. He commanded 18 carries team money with no other Miami back getting more than three. We've seen Miami use that committee before, and right now they're not doing it. I, I say start He Mostert. He's only going for 6,000 in DraftKings. He's my upside running back, hot huh? pick of the week.
1: All right. I like it. He is hot right now. Uh, A-Chain's coming, though. Watch out. Hey, let me go When's to my- A-Chain back? I uh, think this week or next week, so it'll start le- eating into that a little bit. But right now, most of it looks good. Most of it looks good. My uh, my cold running back of the week, and this is obviously if Joe Burrow doesn't start, you're going to want to start this guy. But it's Joe Mixon, projected 16.7 versus the Rams. All right, he has okay. not scored uh, over 13 yet, and this guy is a boomer bust type guy last year. Everyone thought this would be an elite offense. This offensive line has not looked great. Aaron Donald's going to be stuffing up the middle. Uh, and I think Burrow's going to really start focusing on these wide receivers. If Burrow doesn't play, yes, I think you can start mixing because they're going to lean on him. But right now, if Burrow plays, he's just not getting enough looks. The offensive line's not good enough. And this Rams defense is going to plug that middle. Uh, so I would say Joe Mixon right now trending towards uh, drafted too high in fantasy at the moment okay okay good call
0: uh let's go to the wide receivers I'll go to my hot wide receiver week three Keenan Allen Allen Holden eight of ten targets for 111 two touchdowns he's he now stands at 14 receptions for the year 187 yards two touchdowns he's the he's the wide receiver one he's he's back Keenan Allen is back after some injuries last year. Goes against the Vikings. This is going to be high scoring. There's going to be a lot of balls flying out there. I like the buy here on DraftKings. Only $7,600 for a guy that should be one of the top receivers this week. So I like the value for Allen here. Keenan Allen, my upside wide receiver hot pick of the week.
1: Yeah, interesting uh, dynamic there Uh, in in – la with the chargers mike williams getting the most targets keenan allen just had the touchdowns so far so we'll see the dynamic at the end of the year who's going to be that wide receiver one obviously keenan seems to be that guy but he's getting a little older um i like the pick though for sure my cold wide receiver of the week dk metcalf projected 14.1 versus carolina all right They're the third best defense right now in the league versus wide receivers in fantasy. He has not broken 14 points yet this year. There's just too many mouths to feed on that offense, not only running back and wide receiver, but that wide receiver room altogether. And on top of that, the guy is a little banged up and questionable this week. Uh, DK, I was not high on to begin this year just because I mm-hmm. thought there was he was being drafted too high with, like I said, too many mouths to feed in that offense. He might be the third best receiver on that team come the end of the year. So be careful with DK. Try to trade him personally if I had him. Um, but, yeah, that's my cold wide receiver of the week. Okay, ranked 15th right now,
0: one of the ranking boards I'm looking at here in wide receivers for the week. Down at 15 behind Waddle, behind Puka, behind Olave. So, yeah, okay, good call, T-Money. Hey, let's go. I want to get your hot waiver wire pickup, T-Money. You got a top waiver wire pickup you like this week? Yeah, so
1: I always do a couple here. The obvious one, Jerome Ford. Don't have to talk about it. He's going to be RB1. So the long-term one you want to look at is Tank Dell with uh, Houston. Like G said earlier, CJ Stroud thrown 40 times a game. This guy was phenomenal in college. He's a rookie. That's a long-term play you could stash, and he might be wide receiver one at the end of the year on this team. But Nico Collins looks good. The last one, sneaky, sneaky pickup. If you haven't done it yet, go to your waiver wire, add Kareem Hunt to your team no one's probably thinking about this but the guy's gonna get signed by the browns he knows the playbook and he played there last year they have no depth he's gonna be the backup which means he could be the starter and he might be just a sneaky little stash at no cost right now so get kareem hunt that's my go uh go big pick here for the waiver wire okay good team
0: money i like your advice there. Nico Collins for Houston has 20 targets so far. And I was looking for, uh, look at Robert Woods as 19. How about Robert Woods yeah. picking up targets as well. And then we've got Tank Dell at 14. So they've all got over 14 targets through two games. And that's because there's a lot of throws going out there. Yeah. With over 40 pass attempts uh, coming down there in Houston. And they're playing from behind a lot. Yeah. Uh, so good call, T-Money. Hey, let's go to take our mistake. And I get a, I give T-Money a surprise pick. Someone had a big week last week. T-Money tells me whether we should take the bait this week or would that be a mistake? And he already talked about this player. But let's see how he answers my question, Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford's not positioned to be the lead running back, but we have rumblings of other people that could come in. Kareem Hunt, for example, maybe some others. Hey, what about JT? What about JT, Cleveland? JT wants out of Dodge, and he can go right into Cleveland and plug in Jonathan Taylor. Get him over there, y'all. Hey, Ford was a terrific role last week. Everybody knows what he did. 16 rushers, 106 yards. He uh, caught three catches. Uh, So, hey, that's a former Cincinnati Bearcat. Uh, Had a great, successful career as a Cincinnati Bearcat. Team money. Is Jerome Ford a must-start this week against the Titans? Tough defense. Oh, would that be
1: a mistake? Yeah, this one is actually really, really hard because pretty much any other team, I would say, start this guy. But, wow, Tennessee has a great run defense. They shut yeah. down the Chargers, with, all, uh, and they shut down New Orleans. Total running backs have gotten 7.7 7 and 8.1 running back-wise versus these teams. I'm very yeah. skeptical, but – He's a must start for me. Cleveland is a run first offense with one of, if not the best offensive line in the league. This guy's going to get 10 points and goal line opportunities here. They don't trust Deshaun Watson. I know New Orleans or sorry, Tennessee is legit. But right now, this guy's a must start as an RB1. Think of it as Nick Chubb. You wouldn't not start Nick Chubb because he's going up against the Tennessee defense. This is a slight step down, I get it. But right now, yes, he is a must start.
0: He'll have the volume. Okay, T Money. I
1: wanted to see what you thought there. All right. <sighs> you get, that's good advice for everybody. Yeah. Hey, everybody,
0: we're wrapping up here. We're going to give you our DFS lineup for the week, bringing it all together. Here's what we got we got CJ Stroud at the quarterback, stacked up with Nico Collins, who's Ooh. getting a lot of the targets. Stroud's playing well, they'll be coming from behind in this game. Probably against Jacksonville. Going to be a lot of throws. Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, doing really well. Great matchup here. At the running back, we got Mostert. We also put Brian Robinson in as the flex. He's the bell cow in Washington now, and he's only 5,800 bucks. Brian Robinson into the flex, and I saved enough money from all these other choices to add Christian McCaffrey as my running back. He should run wild tomorrow night. I got tight end uh, Jake Ferguson. Leads the NFL in red zone targets. Jake Ferguson. I got the Browns defense and the Patriots defense. I like the Browns and the Patriots defense. I'm going to go with the Browns here uh, in this uh, lineup uh, so because they're lower price mainly. They're only 3300 bucks. So there's our DFS lineup for you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. That's it. Hope you had fun. Hope you got some tips for week three. Thank you to our sponsors. Blue Tees Golf, go to bluteesgolf.com. And if you're interested of in being a sponsor, check us out. Give, get a hold of us. Team Money and I hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy week three of the NFL. All right. Peace.